We're back! Ladies and gentlemen of Jets Nation from around the world, you're listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Jets Podcast. On the move. A lot of time. Directing traffic. Gonna go deep. Has a man deep. It is! Caught for the touchdown! Corey Davis! Get used to the mantra, all gas, no break. To a throwing the sideline, it is picked to the end zone. Touchdown, Brandon Nichols. Lawson. Yes, sir. Let's go, man. We're a good football team. And now, let's kick it over to your hosts, Brandon Ferris and Spencer Klein. Welcome, everyone, to the good, the bad, and the Jets podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ferris, and as always, alongside me is Spencer Klein. And Spence, today we are going to be talking about the 2021 free agency signings from Joe Douglas, doing a little grading action on these guys that Douglas has brought in. And before that, I know you wanted to mention something. Speaking of free agency, or I guess a a trade in this scenario, about a, a possible old reunion in in new york so i'll I'll let you start off here yeah definitely got to bring this one up it came from dj from the daily news one of his articles about potential targets at wide receiver this offseason and yeah familiar name robbie anderson was mentioned in there and the the rumor that was mentioned in his article is that he would run a reunion with the jets sure all for that if carolina wants to pay his salary i mean not bringing him back on on that price it just doesn't make sense with where the jets are at but yeah we had to mention that one had to talk about it because of course that started a whole conversation among jets twitter of do they want him back do they not want him back at what price this and that so just another one of those days in jets land (laughs) of of a familiar name if he's going to be free i would take him if not, there's no reason to take him back because the Jets got to go big game hunting here with the wide receiver group. Robbie would be, what, at best wide receiver two. So there's really no reason to get him unless he's going to fit your wide receiver four, which I guess would replace Keelan Cole and you still get someone like Allen Robinson or a rookie. But it just doesn't make sense at this juncture for a, a Robbie reunion. He's two years too late. Yeah, just just simply not a match. The price not a match. But like, yeah, there's my one scenario. Sure, if Carol wants to pay for that, we send like a, they send the a late round pick. Okay, you could talk about that. But I don't think anything actually is happening. It's just a just a complete rumor that probably will just go absolutely nowhere. I don't think Rob Anderson will be anywhere but Carolina realistically next season. Just something to stir up Jets fans. In- As always. <laughs> In late February, when nothing is really happening after the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. And, and speaking of the Super Bowl, I did go to my friend's place to watch it. The one who actually works for the Jets, my Jets source. And we, we were talking about the Jets. And I do have some, I guess, inside info, you can call it, about two players. So we can kick it off with Mikai Becton. He is. A problem right now so he has his nutritionist or dietitian or whatever but 
he's not taking it seriously. The staff is basically done with him unless he shows up in amazing shape. But it seems like he just doesn't care enough to do that. He isn't the best guy. One of the guys that was there works with Becton and uh, and cleans out his locker. But he said he's not the best guy. He's also too busy playing video games all the time. Just plays <laughs> GTA. And you can see his, him tweet about it all the time. Total opposite from Carl Lawson, who's in the gym every day and rehabbing, which is good to hear. But the Becton train, I think it's losing a lot of steam. And I think a lot of passengers are going to get off in the next few months. My, my faith is still there until he is beat out for a job, if that is the case, this summer when, when training camp is here. I'm not. I'm just not going to give up till then. I, I, I can't. I still believe in him and think he is the long-term future here. But yes, there's, there's clearly concerns, and I know I said this to you also. Like, he, yeah, he's tweeting about like, like he's allowed to enjoy himself and play. You no, know, just what everyone's doing is free time. That's fair. Obviously, not telling anyone what to do with that. But like, don't make jokes about that when the problem with you right now is that you're not in shape. You need to. <laughs> It'd be different if you were, and then you're doing that in your other free time. Like, you're just it's just something you shouldn't really be commenting on when you're in a position that you're trying to get back on the field. And, yeah, and the staff clearly has a challenge for you to achieve. So, not he's not helping his case. I, I definitely will be, uh, have to have, admit that. I can't, can't hold that statement simply. It, it's really all on him, and it seems like he's just not – doing what he's supposed to. So I get, I'm not like out on him, but I don't, I have very, very little faith in him after hearing the stuff I've heard about him. Look, they, they can, if it doesn't work out and if it unfortunately doesn't work out, they clearly have scenarios this off season where they can address that. Like that's the reality of it too. So it's, yeah, as you said, it's on him. Well, uh, well, everyone in Jets Nation has their eyes on that one. And another piece of news, it's not that significant. It's something that we all assume will happen, but it looks like Michael Pirine will most likely be cut and not be returning to the Jets this season. Again, not shocked at all, but with him being inactive for the majority of the games, what did we really expect. Yeah, simply no shock there. Didn't really show anything, honestly, in the carries that he got in his first two seasons. So just, uh, yeah, we'll be replaced. And I'm hoping they still draft a, a running back to, I mean, I, I guess replace him. If Coleman's not coming back, you would think that if he did return, he would have been RB3. So maybe they'll draft someone or sign someone, but I'm not really missing Piran at all. They got to stop with the Florida boys. Right? Every Florida <laughs> player on the Jets does not pan out. You can't say that yet because you know Damian Pierce is going to end up in the <laughs> discussions for the Jets. <laughs> I'm laughing too because we've seen it in mocks already. <laughs> I would not hate him on the Jets. After him, no more Florida. We will say that. Yeah. No more Gators. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the news we have. Let's jump into 
the main part of the show. We're going to talk about the 2021 free agency class. We don't have to mention everyone, but we can highlight some guys, give our thoughts of how Joe Douglas did. It seemed like, again, he wasn't spend as much money. He did spend on a few high-profile guys, but hopefully he takes a, a bigger step in the 2022 free agent class. So who would you like to start with in this 2021 free agency class? I, I, I think the answer is easy, but who, who, do, you want, who, who do you want to start with here? <laughs> I was going to do one who's clearly incomplete, which is Lawson, because like, we didn't get to see him yet. So just wanna, we we got to at least go through him first. We didn't get to see him yet. And unfortunately, didn't make it to the field on week one. So, not much we could say there yet, but definitely very optimistic in him still. But wanted to mention that for, for me, wanted to mention that one first because that's just the one we're all we're all waiting on. We just we want to see him out there. Yes, but I, I guess now I can get into the one. Or, go, yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> I, I know who you're hinting at for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think he signed what four for sixty. So it. It shows that Douglas and the staff obviously prioritize the edge position and defensive line. So I have high hopes for him. Like I said, my, my guy told told me that he's in very good shape. He's working out every day and he's ready to get on the field. Let's hope he can get that 10 plus sack number. I, I think we'll be disappointed right now if he doesn't. So I, I think expectation, expectations are still pretty high for him. Yeah, uh, and that's my, I mean, as we all are, I'm expecting a big year from him next year. And, yeah, it's tough coming off an Achilles, there's no doubt about that. But, yeah, it's it's that's gonna, it's a real X factor to the defense because a lot of what they're, with all the hypotheticals that we're all talking about hinges on him be, being that force at one of those edge spots. And, yes, yeah, so I'd say the other two incompletes, just, just do have to mention them too, and then we'll get into the disaster first. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny Curry and Lamarcus Joyner. I mean, unfortunately, of course, for Vinny Curry, just couldn't play this year to a to to a health condition. Would have been a nice rotational player. So, I mean, no blame to the staff or or there's no blame to anyone. Just an unfortunate one. There would have been a nice rotational piece. Joyner incomplete because he really probably was going to play significant snaps throughout the season. Was was starting with Marcus May and, and whether he lasts a quarter or two in in game one. Incomplete there too, because I don't know, could have could have been a redeem year for him. So I'm not sure what they're gonna do with him. I wouldn't be completely shocked if he returns on us in like a veteran minimum deal just to buy depth or even compete for a role. But yeah, those are the other two I wanted to mention. I guess any thoughts you have on those two as well? Like, of course, unfortunately we didn't really get to, to see them on the field though. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't hate Joyner coming back as a depth piece. I liked the signing because yeah. he he kind of got a bargain deal, Joe Douglas, the bargain hunter, with him because in the years prior, I think he was on Vegas, maybe. He was playing nickel yep. corner and wasn't playing well, and he's more of a safety. So I, I was excited for him to, to potentially start. So I, I wouldn't hate bringing him back. Vinny Curry, we liked in Philly. It was also a, not a bad signing, but again, unfortunately, these guys couldn't play. So... I would also give it an incomplete. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you the floor to talk about <laughs> our first guy who we both know we got to talk about first. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, the three incompletes, they're out of the way. Obviously, just not much to say on each of them. The disaster linebacker Gerard Davis. <laughs> just a complete <laughs> F signing by Joe Douglas was just a horrible move. Just all, all just completely all horrible about it. Like the timing of the move <laughs> didn't make it to the field initially. And when he was on the field was just as horrible as well. <laughs> He was the first. I'm just laughing with everything about him because it was that bad. And he was the first signing, one year, seven mil, on day one of free. It, it's just one of those that we, we we always say like, were you trying to beat someone to the phone call to get him on your team? Like, I don't think there was going to be a rush for him at the time last year. I, I would have to listen back to what we said when they signed him last year in the pocket. I actually don't recall what I exactly said. I definitely bought in at the moment. Well, of course. Well, what they said at the moment, which made some sense, is he was he was a linebacker with speed, and that's what they wanted for their scheme. Yeah, like the the commentary on that makes sense. But <laughs> once we watched him this year, like that speed, he literally looks slow. He was... I, I, the, the play I always recall is the the Matt Breda play when he did a <laughs> wheel route and just. Blew completely past him. He looked like he was in slow motion out there, Davis. So it was a now looking back, yeah, that's an F. It, it was did not work out at all. Certainly do not expect him to return. <laughs> it re- replace him with whoever they well, we'll talk about those in upcoming episodes, but fill that role with someone new. He should not return. Was was a, a bust, a complete bust. Is there anyone else? I'm trying to think. Would we give anyone else uh, a flat out F? Because Davis was just—he was horrendous. Like he was such. No, a I build. would not. I'm I'm looking at the list now of of names they brought in. I, I wouldn't. He he was such a liability that he lost his job basically a week or two after he started because he was out on the pup for six weeks and then. Quincy Williams just took over because he was so bad. Like, he, Quint, like, we say a lot about Quincy, but he like a lot of mixed, I guess, reviews on Quincy. We've said but he, he looks significantly better than Gerard Davis out there. That that's saying a, a lot about how poor Gerard Davis was this season. So he gave the number fifty-two a bad name after it was put in pipe <laughs> with David Harris. Yeah, so that one just was a. A swing and a miss, a complete whiff there, and yeah, I mean they're they're back at the drawing board to figure that one out this off season. But we'll we'll hold off on the the scenarios of what they're going to do there when we when we talk about that. I'm sure as we've talked already with some guests, and we'll talk with upcoming guests and ourselves as well. I'll hold off on the replacement ideas, but yeah, B A D bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess I I couldn't give anyone else an F. I mean, do you count? I, mean, I guess we can go from the negatives to the positives, like the the the, lo- the other lower grades. Uh, I mean, who are you thinking next? Let's go. We can go to that. Would you give someone a D? Because I I would give someone a D. Well, actually, I'm looking at I, the names now. I don't I don't know if I, I would go D on anyone else. I guess the names I, that I'm thinking. Or sorry, yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. F for Matt Amendola. <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm laughing at that one. <laughs> yes, like that that was not a good plan to fill the kicker role, simply. And I completely agree. That's an F. We've been saying, even before we did the podcast, this 
go find a veteran kicker. It's not that hard. And Joe made that hard again because he couldn't get that right in his first year as well. <laughs> so so I, uh, that's another F. I do have a D for you. I think you'll – I don't know if you'll grade him that poorly, but I think he, you would say he is one of the worser signings. I'm going to go with Tyler Croft as a D grade. He was just not very serviceable as a tight end. He was basically – he was put into tight end one scenarios way too much. And he was basically trying to be tight end two maybe, but he mm-hmm. just was not – that impressive really to me i like they gave him not a lot of money that's fine but if you need a you need a good tight end room for this offense and they just another swing and a miss there i, I was considering mentioning him next i was gonna maybe go like minus like it is completely reasonable on him as well i mean yeah he, he didn't really he missed a bunch of games just didn't show that much when he was out there didn't provide really an impact like a couple of of plays here and there that produce an impact but overall not enough and then yeah just for the role that he like by default was sliding into just did not fulfill it so I think a D is reasonable I guess for me I was going to give a C minus but I can't say there's a good reason that I would (laughs) not give him a D (laughs) so that's a reasonable one I'd say he's next I just uh not back. I was gonna mention Justin Hardy. Like I don't have a good or a bad grading because he doesn't play like actually on the defense. Like for his special teams role, like fine. Like I don't even know if I have a grade for him to be honest. I can't say I'm certainly not an expert on grading special teams players. I'm not dialed into that area. So I don't know if you have any other thoughts on him. I kind of give like an incomplete to that too, because I couldn't give him an A, couldn't give him an F, couldn't give him even a C. Like, what, what would you even grade him on? I won't give him an incomplete. It's like a fine signing. I do think he, for what he does, he's basically just a gunner, right, on special teams. Yeah. I, I feel like he makes a little more money than he should. Do you have the, his exact contract? I feel like they gave him a lot of money for his position. I can, I can look that one up. Yeah, give me one second. So, so they signed him and Delshawn Phillips, our boy, outside linebacker. Primarily for special teams, so but I guess we can lump them into special team signings. Hardy, he's good for the culture, good for the locker room. I'll, I'll give him that. I did notice he took a couple of penalties on some punts, which weren't great, but also did nothing to really stand out on on yeah. special teams. And s- same with Phillips, really. I mean, although Phillips kind of got regular linebacker snaps at some point because the linebacker room was so poor. But both of them just didn't really care for either of them. I just think Hardy might have made a little more money than he should have. Yeah, just took a look. Three for 6.75, but they actually can get out of it this year if they wanted to with no no cap hit. Sorry, they'd free up space if they really needed to. He's a captain. Yeah, that's why I don't don't mind you because the leadership part, I know he was praised for when they initially signed him. That's what many out there said about him. And I I mean, I guess he fulfilled that. I'm not in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know they got a lot of praise for him, actually. Cause a lot of Saints fans said he was a, a good locker room guy and a good player. So as a captain, I guess you could do worse. But 
as long as he keeps up that leadership role, then it's really fine. But like the contract isn't crazy. It's not great, but it's not crazy. So I, I you can't really grade special teams guys like these. They're just fine. Yeah, so I, I just don't have a letter for him. It's it's an incomplete, but like I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying it was bad. <laughs> I guess that's a C in the middle. <laughs> Fair, yeah. I, I changed my mind. There's my grade because just like nothing to highlight in either direction. So that's the middle. Yeah, I I agree. I can't really speak too much more on him. Yeah. So some other names though that definitely. Found some more time in the field. We could, we're starting to dive into those. I think, I mean, I'll give you your choice. I think the next two that are going to have lower grades and the better performers are Feeney and Keelan Cole. So I'll let you go whichever direction you want with one of those two. Yeah, I guess we can start with Feeney. He was like, also, uh, it was a cheap contract, but also just wasn't good really at all. I'll give him a C minus. I'm not. I'm not going to give him a D because of the camaraderie that he brought to the team and the fan base. Plus, as a big Islanders fan, I like him supporting the hockey team. So, can't dock him too many points. But he was just really bad. <laughs> just a bad football player. Sucks to say, but he's just not that good. So yeah, C minus. Don't think he'll be back. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I'm a little more. I was just gonna say a C. Like it was on paper, like a veteran with starting experience was something they needed. Of course, in a backup role heading into the season this past year. So, like, yeah, that sounded fine. The cost wasn't terrible, but I mean, yeah, when he was out there, unfortunately, thrust into the line of the last few games for a little bit. Not good, <laughs> as has been his career. Not good. So I think that that's all I really have to give him a grade for there of a C, like provided that veteran depth, but also wasn't good. But as you said, like, I guess he brought the camaraderie <laughs> a little bit. So he did for the he, he is what he is. The fans love him. Yeah. <laughs> so not not one, though, to go uh, crazy in either direction on just he, he is what he is, kind of a player for the role he was. But. I see the next one, yeah, in Keelan Cole. Definitely more we could talk about him because he he played pretty significant stat, snaps throughout the season. So, uh, I mean, I'll let you kick it off. What's what's your grade on him? I think he's going to be an interesting one to talk about. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm torn between a C and a C plus for what he did and what his contract was. His contract was one year, five mil. So nothing crazy, but. Like, as the wide receiver four, which is what he was signed for, he wasn't bad at all. It was just tough because he was thrust into prominent roles throughout the season because of injuries, and he just didn't perform well. And I think we, when we had Anthony on the pod, I was really going into him because I think you guys were a lot higher on him than I was this year. He had maybe three good games, four maybe above average games. So, like, I wouldn't hate it if he was brought back as wide receiver four, but he just couldn't perform well when he was put into those prominent roles, even though we saw him do that in Jacksonville. So, I would say it was a disappointing signing. I'll give him a C. Very average signing. Uh, If he wants to come back, fine, but I'm not crying if he's going to leave. 
I'm just gonna go slightly harsh on him. Honestly, a C minus to me. Like I, 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 you're right. I like that signing in the off season last year. The value was really good. Definitely love that part of it at the time. He's had flash plays at the time this year. I expect a little more from him, especially for the role initially that he was going to be in as the wide receiver four, really. And like he's played significant snaps in the past, like with Jacksonville, he did that and he produced some. So I really thought, just thought there would be more. There wasn't enough. It's not like it was horrible, but it wasn't good enough. That's why I think he, even with the the solid value that Douglas got him on, he, he just he underwhelmed. He, he had a couple of flash plays as I expected he would this year. He did, but enough. Like he's made some like really like athletic. Talented plays in the past. I don't really saw that at all. Mi- minimal time we saw that. I mean, the one play that didn't count was absolutely terrific against Cincy. Not going to forget that one. The the what should have been a touchdown catch. But overall, I it just I think that's my way to define him. It's just expected. Just expected more. So I'll be a little bit harsh with C minus on Cole. But I agree. If he, if they want to bring him back. Literally on the same deal, I would not be uh, opposed to that at all. They think yeah, that's I, he's the more, primary role that he should be in, and that's fine. And he has I, to do something different, but he didn't perform in the different role. So I don't think he's worth they, five, that's That's my logic. I think $5 is too much for him. I don't think he lived up to a $5 million contract. I'd bring him back on three mil, but I don't think he's worth five on that deal. Yeah, that, that's reasonable. I, I agree with that, but... They definitely should engage, have a discussion, and see what the price is at. Because obviously, depth is key. We do not want to be seeing uh, some of the names out there that somehow found their way back into the field this year at the end of the season. So, you don't want to see Tariq Black. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I I definitely would not want to see him or Vincent Smith out there <laughs> again. I would I would prefer Keelan Cole <laughs> in that in that um. Yeah, and that group of three. So it's crazy. Even yeah, some of the, underwhelming. That's that's my summary on him. Even some of those guys outperformed Keelan Cole when Keelan Cole was playing. Like even Braxton Barrios, wide receiver five, yeah. performed Cole when he was playing. So yeah, definitely very under underwhelming, very disappointing. Maybe C is too nice of a grade, but he was super super average, and I don't think he's worth the five million price tag. Yeah, I don't think he he didn't earn. Let me re say that <laughs> he didn't head into an off season now with the potential uh, to earn more. I'd be very surprised. It's just he did not show that this year. So we'll see though. That one would be an interesting one as they get ready to make those moves soon. So we'll keep an eye out on that one. I'd be surprised if he's back, but they do need to replace the wide receiver. For spot, yeah. whether it is with him or, or someone else, if it if it's with someone else, I will have, I guess, higher expectations than what Cole did. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. It's got to be better than what that role produced this past season. That's all it's got to be. So, so gonna hold. I mean, the, the two main names that I was going to mention next. Rankins yeah. and Corey Davis. I'd say hold off on Davis to the end. That's, of course, that was outside of Lawson. That was his big-time move. So let's talk about Rankins first. I think it's a positive one that we're both going to praise. So 
I, I mean, I, I think an A minus. A minus. Not gonna say an A because that. I think he was very, very solid in his role for what for the price that he was at. He produced. Maybe the sacks were not as as large, but he produced. I like Franklin a lot. I think he has his role here. I think that was one of Douglas's really solid signings. I'm looking forward to him being back this season. You know, that's one I mentioned before we started the today's episode. He better be back. If he's part of any type of cuts, we'll be disappointed. But maybe that one's very, very lenient. But I, I like that signing a lot. I just think he did very well in his role, even with the sack count not being high enough. Yeah, I'll turn it to you for your grade. I think that's pretty lenient. I'm going to give him a B, which is still a positive grade. The contract is very good. He's making under 10 mil. He's under contract for next season. He's, I, I really wish he had some more sack production. I think we could agree that everyone on the defensive line should have had yeah. more production. It would have been nice. He's a very good leader. Whenever he was in press conferences, I was always impressed by what he said. So I, I like I'm a big off-the-field character guy. I know you don't really care too much about off-the-field stuff because you would sign all the criminals on your team, but I, I like his leadership. That is false. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it depends on the guy. I mean, you, you wanted some guys who have caused a little bit of trouble because of their on-field play. You can't deny we that. We could do a whole pot on that. I'll, <laughs> I'll save the, the, the commentary there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Back to Sheldon Rankins, though. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I think he was, he was definitely a good leader for the defense. I think him and Mosley were a very good veteran presence for a, a younger defense. So that is kind of priceless. But, again, there were times where he couldn't stop the run. Obviously, the run defense was one of the worst in the league, and he's more of a run stopper. So he he had his moments where he wasn't great, and then there were moments where he was very good. He got a nice stop, got a nice sack, a good tackle for a loss. So he was a good all-around player. I, I agree. He better be back. I'll be quite disappointed if they cut him because I can't really think of an upgrade from him with talent plus contract. So it might be a misstep if they do cut him. He basically started most of the games, played them most of the game. Maybe he got hurt once or twice, but I think he was pretty healthy for for the whole season. So I, I'll give it a B. I, I did like what he brought to the table, and I'm looking forward to him being on the team again. Yeah, I mean, I just like the value a lot and the initial expected role. I, I, I think now they might have more of a role for him heading into this upcoming year. So I, I give Douglas the credit for that one. I do think that was one of his better moves. That I know we were surprised at free agency last year. We didn't expect that. I, I know I said right off the bat, I was, oh, that's an interesting one. Didn't think they needed it, but I like it though. So, yeah, Rankins is. I guess it's gonna be my most positive one because the, the big one, of course. Next in Corey Davis. I still, uh, this is a tough grade because it was it's, a bumpy year for him, certainly it, with the expectation. It's such a tough grade. Such a tough grade. Do you want me to go first? I'm going to go. I'm curious to see if I'm too lenient. So I'll, I'll kick it off with the grade, but then I'll let you go right into it. I'm going to go with the B minus. 
I think when he was out there, there were positives. There were too many drops. But there were certainly its negatives. And he was thrusted into a role by default of wide receiver one that he's probably not as suited for. Probably more wide receiver two. So I'm going to go with a B minus because I still do think he provided some stability for Zach throughout the games he was after. But, of course, didn't make it through the season well. So it was a bumpy year. B minus is where I'm going to land on. I was just thinking B minus before you went, and then I said I'm gonna change it to a C plus because of the injuries. You know me; the best trait is availability. He gets hurt every year. Maybe it's not his fault all the time, but it's really tough to be positive about your second big, second biggest free agent signing when he didn't play the majority of the games, and. You were right. When he did play, he he flashed. He he did play well. The first game of the season, two touchdowns, great game. But he also struggled with the drops, and he is more of a compliment receiver. He's never he was never really meant to be a, a number one receiver on any team, and you saw that he had his best season when he was the compliment to AJ Brown. And we're hoping that they can the Jets can find the number one guy this offseason so Davis doesn't have the pressure of being the number one guy. He doesn't have the hard coverage that the number one guy would, and he can be that solid number two, which is what he should be. Is he a bit overpaid for a compliment receiver? Probably. At $12 million a year, probably, yes. But with the way the, the market's going for free agents, especially wide receivers, I guess it, it makes sense. But I, I, I think we liked the price tag a year ago, but after seeing this season, I'm I'm not so high on the twelve million dollar price tag. It would have been nice to get him for ten, but again, you can't really change that factor. So I'm going to give it a C plus. I still am very optimistic about him. I like him as a player a lot, and I think if they can just get a number one guy, whether it's Allen Robinson, maybe even Odell Beckham Jr. is the number one guy. I'll throw him in there for you. At, or someone in the draft, anyone that can take some pressure off of Davis as the number one guy, I think that would help him a lot because I think he was a top 10 pick, I think seven overall maybe, and he just never lived up to the hype. And if he can get that pressure off of him, I think it would help tremendously. It, it was definitely a move we praised at the time last year. I, I for sure recall because we said there was about we, five names heading into last of, year's free agency they needed to leave with. It was and they left of, with one of them, which was him. It, it was out of necessity because they needed one of those guys. Yeah. He he was exactly. never so like he wasn't our top choice, but it was out of necessity. They 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 just yeah they they needed. Just needed a player like that because the state of the roster heading into last offseason. So yeah, it was it was bumpy. It definitely was bumpy. But yeah, like his his flash plays contributed at a key. I mean, obviously his best play of the season is the Zach point to him in the end zone. That was absolutely terrific. Unless yeah, I don't think I'm forgetting the other plays. That that was his highlight of the year. And that's that's that type of play is what you brought him in for. Obviously, we only saw it once. We wanted to see that more than once, but that was exactly what he can do. So but I, I think he would. I'm I'm optimistic on him for this year, definitely. I bet he would have been better down the stretch because Elijah Moore kind of took off, and was a lot better too. I 
Moore wasn't really a factor in the first half of the season. And same thing with Zach Wilson. I think everyone would have improved towards the back end of the season with, with Zach and the rest of the offense. So Davis... I mean, it was one of... Oh, sorry, go, go, go. <laughs> did okay for what he was given and the state of the offense, but the drops really concerned me, and I think it concerned everyone else. And plus, the injury kind of derailed everything. So that's why a C plus I think is fair. I, I wouldn't really give anyone. I'm I'm su- I'm not surprised based on your leniency that you gave Rankins an A minus, but I can't give anyone higher than a B for this free agent class. Yeah, the, the rank. Yeah, I, I'll I'll leave it on Rankins. That 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 one is he's my guy. He better be here next year. Bought it, <laughs> Dave. So my other thing on Dave's I was going to mention as well is. The, the they need well it's him and the team overall they just need better luck on availability it was just one of those bad luck Thank situations that, that it's I think not, they only got it's not always luck though we I, before and I think Anthony will agree with us that they you know you you know Davis gets hurt every year Lawson was unlucky I'll give you that but Davis gets hurt every year that's that's not luck you see the player was bad luck. He didn't try to strain his groin and then tear it. Some players just do that. Some players are just injury prone. Jacoby Ellsbury, injury prone. For example, you're you're he's he's just a, a rare individual, Jacoby Ellsbury. Tevin <laughs> Coleman, shocker. I'm shocked. Oh, we didn't grade him. Uh oh yeah, he's another one. Yeah. I'm shocked Tevin Coleman got hurt this year. He gets hurt every year too. Don't sign a player and expect him to play all 17 games if he never has in his whole career. You can't expect that. So I, I, you can't say it's yeah. luck or unlucky because you knew Corey Davis was injury prone. Well, the, the, the bad luck part is that they only got a combined like a handful of snaps of him, Crowder, and more on the field at the same time. That's the bad luck part. Like you got, like, that's, that's a problem need to be out there for Zach's development and, and yeah what he was brought in for Davis. So that's that's why I'm saying I'm op- very optimistic on him heading into this year that if you get him on the field with more and with with uh with with question mark because we'll see who that will be <laughs> then they will be in very good shape on the offensive end in the wide receiver department and that he can hopefully have a a big year in for his production. So but yeah, I'll transition to as you were gonna mention Coleman. Yeah, I forgot he about did that. a good job for his for his price of basically nothing. I think it was one for two. Yeah, he filled the the RB two role and at times RB one because part of missed a couple of games. Like completely fine, honestly. Obviously not great, but like not bad. He he, he produced some yardage. So that was a. I mean, grade wise. Like, I don't, like, I'm not going to say it was a C. I don't think it was bad, but like obviously it wasn't anything great. He, he, he filled his role, simply. That, to me, just that gets you a B in my book. A B? You're, you're grading Tevin. Well, how low do you want to go? You're grading Tevin Coleman better than Corey it, Davis? That's insane. Di- different expectations for each. I'm giving Tevin Coleman a solid C+. I'm grading him the same as Davis. Coleman also, as always, got hurt. He he was very, not very good. He was, like, serviceable 
for some games and was an okay RB2, but like he was fine. It was a fine contract signing. He only made $2 million. So it's not like they broke the bank for him, but he was just serviceable. But of course, also got hurt, missed a few games. If the guys didn't get, if, if these injury prone guys didn't get as hurt as they did, or as much as they did, maybe I'd be more lenient, but you knew both of these guys were not playing a full season. And that needs to be a theme of this upcoming one. Make sure <laughs> they're not targeting players that have missed too many games <laughs> in their career. But like I, look at, yeah, that, that's the unfortunate result of this past year. Is you missed a lot of them <laughs> and way too many of them. I, I like. Beckham and Allen Robinson, but they both get hurt every year also. They, they've both been injured. I mean, Beckham would be a tough one to bring in now because he of that torn ACL, his other torn ACL now. He might, I don't know when he'll even be back. He might just by default kind yeah. of fall off their list. That's a tough one. I mean, Allen Robinson gets hurt every year too. But, yes, yeah, some guys are worth the gamble. I think Robinson's worth the gamble. He's a true, he's a true number one. This is going on a tangent off the rails, but he he would be worth the gamble. There there's certain guys that are worth the gamble with injury history. Some guys are not worth it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's completely reasonable. So I mean that that's really the class overall. I think we've hit we've hit everyone there that uh was brought in <laughs> this underwhelming class. I guess that's the way to sum it up is that it turned out to be an underwhelming for aging class. And yeah, the highlight, well, the main highlight players just missed games and <laughs> there missed was, the entire season even. So There was one player that we didn't mention. I don't think he was a free agent signing. I think he was a waiver claim, but this was an A+, and I think you know who it is. Is it Quincy? No, it's Josh Johnson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you, you stumped me there for a second. I was like, who else could it have been? <laughs> I yes, think, he was world-class. <laughs> I, I think he was signed from a, from a practice squad or a waiver claim. Yes, he, you're right. He was. All right, what, what would you grade right. Quincy was a mid-season acquisition, not a free agent signing, but what would you grade him? I think he's an interesting case. Uh, he, to me, he gets a solid B. A waiver claim that you had zero expectation on, you ended up basically starting the entire season. I think that earns a B. You expected nothing out of him. Didn't, obviously, he didn't spend a dime on I mean, they, of course, he had his contract, but he didn't like, negotiate a contract. You picked up his rookie deal out of that. Produced for what he was. So I think it's a solid B. They, they found something there. He has a role here going forward. Don't think it's the same role that he this year, but he has a role. So, if for him, I, I think he earned the B in my book. Yeah, I was thinking B or B minus. So I, I, I agree with you on that one. He did what he needed to do. He's not great, but he filled a role that Gerard Davis could not. So that's also a plus. And he should be back <laughs> next year. And uh, according to the reports, the Jets love him. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm interested to see like a year of him fully ingrained in their off season program and and just being a part of the organization. Like, 
could could he actually take that next step and and become like a, a I guess in my in our head like the actual starter next to Moe's. Like I just I don't don't view him yet that way. But could he? I don't know. I don't expect it, but I mean, yeah, if they like him, there's certainly something they they see. So, fun fun one to watch. I'd say heading into camp. I mean, we're months away, but heading into camp this summer with whatever other talent is brought into that linebacker room. I mean, there there better be some more talent. <laughs> it will be disappointed for sure, and that you could mark that down now. If that if that uh, room does not change much, yeah, it it will be a problem if it does. But with with that, I think that's all the free agent signings that were relevant enough to be graded with. In our next episode, we will be grading the 2021 draft class, which I know I'll have higher grades for than the free agent signings, that's for sure. I think you will, too. They they all definitely earned it. Folks, let me tweak that. They all, yeah, relax. They definitely earned it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was exaggerating that piece of it. But yeah, most of them earned it for sure. All right. Well, with that, we hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at the good, the bad, and the Jets pod. You can follow us on Twitter at good, bad, Jets pod. We release all our new episode updates on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter at Verified. Yep. Thank you, Brandon, as always. And you can check me out on Twitter at SKline8241033 and on TikTok at NYJetsSK824. The TikToks are back. We love to see it. Yep, I got to I gotta pick it up again. It was a little bit here this week, so I didn't get, uh, didn't get as many out there. So we'll do, uh, I think I'm off to, uh, got to do the offensive side of who should stay or who should get out <laughs> didn't do that part yet so i will we'll get to it excited for you to say that mike white should stay we'll we'll see on that <laughs> one <laughs> all right well as always uh we hope you enjoy the rest of your week and make sure you stay positive and test negative thanks everyone 